November 17, 2023, it's a lot from Pedro's show. And Mark, he's always doing something like that. It sounds so mysterious. And it's not mysterious at all, you know, when you know what he's doing. Just like those little things, just like simple truths, you know, like he just, he might take a chord, not a major chord, a minor chord, and, and, and leave the third out. But yet he says, this is a minor chord, man, you know, so you don't have a minor third in there, so you don't know what it is. You say, well, how do you know it's a minor chord? Well, that's what it is, a minor chord with the third out. <laughs> well, he feels that way, so there you go. And when he plays the thing, man, it, it, it will just be in the right place, in voice the right way, to have that minor feel. Mm -hmm. But still, it, it's not a minor because there's no third, it's not there. Slow things like that, you know. Salvation, salivate, 
expectations Show. Happy Friday. Start off with J. 
John Coltrane talking to August Bloom about Thelonious Monk leaving out the thirds. June 15, 1958. Yeah, still sounded minor. How do you do that? Well, there's a trip to it, Mr. Coltrane explains. Then we have Rick Waver, Stone Fruit. And because of those uh, Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention I got with me, once again on Watt Pedro Show, Rick Weaver. Welcome back aboard, Rick. Uh, hey, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. And love this new stuff. Tell me about it. How did it come about? Where did you get it done? That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, Graveyard Spiral, uh, the second track on that one. I think that that contains the first notes. Um, did this uh, live set uh, in headphones on September 7th uh, last year at the Stone Fruit Supper Club, um, a place that uh, Coons and I have been to as well. Um, and the uh, network just started glitching out on me and uh, just uh, unpredictable results on the on the old uh, ivory keys there. So... Uh, that kind of became the root of that song and sort of the start of the album, I guess. Those were the first notes played, um, but just a sort of uncontrollable MIDI controller glitch. Um, just built it from there. And would you say happy accident? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, sort of baffled uh, experience where your hands are moving and you're in pseudo control of the situation, but also just outside of yourself listening to uh, the madness go on. Beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah, sort of like a skateboard moment when you're really yeah. going for it, when you're careening, right? Not all calm. Well, I, you know, I, I tried to pick up skateboard and it didn't go so well. Uh, took a lot of falls. <laughs> I think I think it was more in that moment of the fall. And, uh, you know, you know, when you learn to fall well, you know, um, you kind of lean into that, realizing you're not a dancing man or skateboarding man. So um, take a tumble and, and just roll with it. <laughs> right. And, and she can be theoretical for only so long before you have to take that tumble to test out some technique. That, yeah, That's true. That's true. Got to fall on your ass a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or, uh, yeah. You could theory, have... theory and practice. <laughs> right, right. There was a sign in... Uh, Last tour in Atascadero, learn by doing. And it was the sign out of town. <laughs> they should have had the sign going into town. <laughs> <laughs> it's too too late at that point. <laughs> okay, so so w- once you got that baby going, this 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 germinated the seed. Yeah, the seed of the stone fruit. Yeah, um, stone fruit seed. Whoa. But and, you uh, had plans for uh, getting something going anyway, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that thing was part of a live set. I was trying to do more. Um, it's, it sort of always starts out that way where, um, I feel challenged to the task of just doing a one track album or a two track album or three track or four track. And as it ended up like with this one, it always ends up like a hundred damn tracks. Uh, (laughs) So I, I, I fail time and time again, and it all kind of feeds into that moment where you're falling off the skateboard and about to hit the asphalt. So I think that I think that most of this stuff sort of, yeah, that's a that's a that's kind of the point it exists in, I guess. <laughs> so was there like demos done, or was it just a series of uh, no, skateboard you know, accidents? 
Yeah, well, just that. I mean, I guess that one, uh, and then um, most of it was uh, composed first, whether that was in the head or in notes or notation or just guitar tabs or what have you, um, before really anything else was played. Um, and then uh, this, I'm I'm pretty slow with this stuff, so. Um, I, I don't really demo too much. Normally, the demo just becomes the the main track. You know, I had <laughs> I gotta... <laughs> no, I had Joey Warnerker on, and he said, "You know how it is recording with Pete Townsend or what?" I said, "No, not really." <laughs> well, you actually replace shit from his demo. His demo becomes the backbone of the tune, and so as he brings cats in, they're just re- replacing the shit he did first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, in this case, it's probably demo after demo. It's just overdubs of demo takes, and it's like, well, time is short, so so most of the time, a lot of first takes make it in. What about this baby here, the Gray Ace? The Gray Ace? Uh, Yeah, yeah, how did that one... Yeah, I think that one, I just wanted to really uh, do some flatline fun for um i think i i wanted it to be longer that first part but ended up trimming it down to three minutes um oh uh let's see uh, yeah it, 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 uh, thought was to have it like maybe 15 20 minutes like that just kind of get into the weeds a little bit so the, this was like when you, you were still in the one two track will make the whole album idea yeah exactly and i think that one's probably the most minimal because it's like two drum kits well samples um might might recognize a couple samples in there um and like a lead keys track lead bass track and and a, co- a couple overdubs at least at the first part but then by the end it's i don't know it sounds like some kind of prog rock thing <laughs> no no it's really good uh, if it was prog i'd be puking and i didn't really <laughs> Let, let's listen let's have the listeners listen
loose at the headquarters of international travel. Get off your ass. Get out. It's getting better. Stay!
fuck. I was in a hot. No, we gon' rock. I ain't hot.
South Pole from North, South Pole from North, South Pole from North, South Pole, and we go. East of my hemisphere, living in the city.
Lot for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music. Rick Weaver, the Gray Ace. And uh, brand new from Petra Hermanova, Black Glass. Uh, Scurry Dot. I just got a bunch of tunes from him. Uh, Gideon over in Holland. Empty Days Ahead. Great bass man. But the bass is so little on this stuff. Shows to go. Evan Dano. Evan is back in the ring. Even though it's kind of a scary song, Fear of Living, uh, he's he's still breathing. And he's, you know, kicking like Kato. I think he's living in Brazil now. So I wish him the best. Wheels of Giants after that. No reply for today. Circus Devils. Bob Pollard. Got a new release. Oh, yeah, new Guided by Voices. They're getting better, Circus Devils, in the races on the King is Dead, Guided by Voices. Talk about prolific. Position Normal from their new album. This is part five of ten, Whistle Conversion. You didn't think there was such a thing, did you? Yep. And then this great collab here between uh, Model Home Cats, Snappin', Pat Kane, Stanley, Paige Turner. Finally, Rick Weaver. Escalation of Commitment. Enlightenness, right? Yeah, Escalation of Commitment. So, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. I I missed something. I think the I think the frequency dropped there. <laughs> That's okay. When, when when do titles come in? When uh, uh, are they at the end of the game, or at the beginning of the composition, or somewhere in between, or different times? The that 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 one was title first and song song second. Yeah, uh, but it, it varies. Okay. Yeah, I always ask that because I, I kind of have to start with the title. It helps give me focus. And so this guy, baby was like a Watt thing where you, okay, I'm going to commit. Yeah, yeah, escalation of commitment. The, yeah. the, the idea of that is that, uh, you know, something's going wrong and you just keep feeding into it and pouring your resources and time into it. So uh, it's another one of those skateboard accidents, I guess. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Buddy Rich bus tapes? No, no. Oh, man, I got to flow those to you. This is like in the 80s where he's reduced to playing with, well, in his terms, reduced. Although Nels did meet the one of the bone players, and he said they were bad. Uh, not the bad, a good bad, but uh, anyway, he's, he's he gets into this thing like you can't plant your foot like a man and play it like a man. You know, this, yeah, yeah. This kind of thing about being un, unsteady. Man, I had to do a gig last night. Uh, do you find this when you're doing improvisation things? What's that? Like scariness to commit? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, maybe not. Pull it out and stick it out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's there. It's uh, there's a time where I just pulled back. Like uh, in Baltimore, I was on stage uh, with some uh, people that I was noodling around with and. I just had a total shutdown, uh, just a rejection of being being involved in it, and sort of took it a, another road. And uh, I think that might have been the last time that I improvised in public with people. So I guess it I guess that does happen. I but, had um, a bad reaction one time. I could see my truck outside the hatch, and I thought I was hurting. I was part of this thing that was hurting the gig goers so bad that I did not want to be part. And so I. 
my ship was, I, I had my base, but it was my amp and shit. So I just ran for the truck, went back to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have done. I think I just sat there stunned. Um, uh, I, I pretended I had a head wound because I had some ketchup up there. Okay. Looked around stunned and didn't, didn't hit the drum once after that. Whoa, whoa. I mean, it, it is scary about that kind of thing. And then you hear about all this other stuff, you know, Jack Wright wrote a whole book about, it, you know, leaping from the pole and all this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> other ways it's like, whoa, yeah, if I only had a script, you know, but okay. So escalation of commitment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I like that idea, man. Like we're going to do this. Yep, yep, just keeps feeding and feeding into itself. Um, I guess that's sort of why that one's modal. I've been trying to break out of the modal songs a little bit. Well, you were you were talking about editing. Did some of these yeah. guys get just totally remade? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so it's like cut rope, man, this wrong place. We got to, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, definitely chopped up and all that. Um there's a lot of uh, chopping up going on, chopping wood. Um, I tried. I tried with the with this album to put more uh, acoustic stuff in there, but I, I think I failed. Failed pretty miserably. What, what, what Seems is, to be somebody was telling me. Well, I remember my wood teacher in uh, junior high, Mister Bowman, holds up both hands and there's only seven fingers. Today's lesson: class safety. Yeah. Okay, but oh yeah. The other thing besides that uh, was. Measure twice, cut once. Measure twice, cut once. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of hard yeah. to put the wood back. With music, we're a yeah, little this... more flexible that way. That's right. true, that's true. <laughs> well, Definitely. maybe not, because if it fucks with the, the fucking escalation of the commitment to the concept, yeah, whoa. Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. November 17, 2023, Dishwap, special guest, Rick, we Rick Weaver. Hold tight, round two. Learn how to talk, what? Uh, November 17, 2023, second hour, Watt for Pedro Show. I saw Father in a waking vision. I saw Father in a waking vision. This morning, he was standing on the deck of a ship with no crew. Traversing a throbbing, turbulent, limitless sea. He called out to me, Oh, for the hiss of waves. Quiet, 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 quiet
Pedro Shostov, second hour. Coons and Weaver. Of course, I didn't see that here. Uh, Annie Patter. And, uh, of course, it's a collab. That's why there's two names. <laughs> Jess Joy after that. Finally blooming. Marnie Stern, she's back. Earth Eater. Anti-Industry with Judder. Bronson Caves. This is Dezel jamming with uh, the Backbiter people. Paul Rossler. Record. Red Sun. Finally, Rick Weaver. Graveyard Spiral. Yeah. Tell me about the collab. Yeah, yeah. That was um, that was the one where Coons and Weaver kind of became more of a band than uh, just the two of us. This one, Children of Samaria. Oh, yeah. Um, sort yeah. of our Steely Dan moment. Um, <laughs> the Dan. Although I don't, I don't know if anybody we collaborated with was... Uh, I don't know what they thought about it. You know, when it, when the final product dropped on the streets, uh, just radio silence from all involved. So I don't know if, I don't know if we did it right or not, but <laughs> yeah, Coons wrote all the, uh, text for that one children of Samaria. Um, and just different vocalists, uh, were invited myself included to, uh, do improvised or melody or spoken word or however they wanted to approach the vocal delivery. Um, from there, we just uh, took the acapella vocals and uh, arranged music around it. So it had a very, uh, you know, click-free, meter-free rebuttal yeah. feel to it. So that was that. that Tail was, actually that was waving the dog. Yeah. 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 It was, it was very thrilling. Um, I love I love building arrangements from the ground up like that. Um, it's kind of a state of confusion, keeping up and really learning sort of the nuances of the vocals, and also that was that was a thrill. Yeah, testing out the conjecture. Here's the, somebody gave me a fucking Dan book and story from the Dan book. They're asking Chuck Ray. Well, they're not. They're telling him no slapping. So he turns. <laughs> up, so he turns around <laughs> and he slaps anyway. They just can't see it. <laughs> so did you any kind of those moments with you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I think we try to rattle each other's cages a little bit, just as part of the uh, the the prankster quality of of Coons and Weaver, you know. So <laughs> yeah. But we're we're both pretty permissive uh, parents of our own material, so there's 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 no slap on the wrist after some bass slapping. You know. <laughs> what about shit on the floor? This is an, another thing I learned from the book was so much shit. Like, if you hear one uh, guitar solo on a dance song, there's at least 35, 40 of them on the deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're, and, uh, not, we're talking about, you know, Alan Holdsworth and uh, Rick Derringer. I mean, Larry Carlton, all these kind of hot. Yeah. No, nobody was, it wasn't the name game with those kids. And and a, and a million takes of uh, Michael McDonald yelling "peg" too. Right, right. right. But <laughs> you know, the one taker though is Jimmy Page's favorite one, the the reeling in the years. Actually, it's the second one because the engineer forgot to hit record. Oh man! And wow. this guy Elliot Randall, he talks about it. The only coaching he got, uh, it was Donald Fagan. He said, "Feel the blues." And you could tell that he's like on the guitar, on the piano riff, right? But not that, but that. And then he starts, and and get this. Here's the other trippy thing about that. There was no guitar amp in the studio, so he did that thing through an SVT, turned up all the way. 
Nice, nice. <laughs> you know how people are so into gear and shit. It might have been uh, chasing that feeling after that after that one taker. Oh yeah, well, I know somebody who had a bald spot slapped on the back of his head. <laughs> Tell me about this graveyard spiral. Uh, yeah, that's that's that sort of root one of this whole thing. Um, that's the one that's uh, uh, that was probably. I forget, a longer, just improvised piano take. Um, and that's one where the song title came after. Um, just, uh, you know, based on the, the flight maneuver, or the flight, you know, the plane going into a graveyard spiral. So, again, sort of in that half between the fall and and being along for the ride, you know. Yeah, um, but even when you're born, you're, you're starting that graveyard spiral. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're born. I think we're born with what fear of falling and loud noises, so yeah, we never really yeah. lose those two fears. Okay, so. a little happier. You get this. Give me this tune, Crooners. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not happier. I don't know. <laughs> when I think of crooning, I think of being cross. I think of meeting Les Paul and him talk, t- tell me about being in his trio, and uh, I just want him. To put his name on this bass that I got, and but he talked to me for a couple hours. The two guys in his band looked at me like you motherfucker. He put his buttermilk donut on his whammy bar, and he just, you know, I went in there at sound check time, you know, and uh, he's just beautiful man. But uh, let's listen to Crooners. Crooners always sing. than most into the microphone they sing close their coarse hairs grate against the screen they penetrate the inner sanctum of a microphone they Sing close into the microphone. Communication is a one way street headed in the direction of my microphone. Oh, my. 
Stiff sheath foreboding operates the blade with gutta percha.
Off for Pedro show. Off air, we're talking about crooners, people. I, you know, I talked about Bing, but he's way down on the list. Um, <laughs> that chunk of music started with Rick Weaver doing crooners. Snore after that with Drudge. Ott out of Texas. Pseudo Gammy. Steve McKay and the Blue Prostitutes. A Complete Skull, live from Caesar's Palace, October 16, 2007. Finally, Rick Weaver. Cross the throat. Whoa. Start with crooners. Yeah, crooners is a uh, is um that's a redone song. That's from an older album, and I just wanted to play it a little bit more straight. Um, the version on the other one was like acapella with uh, some tape tape effects and tape uh, ambience around it. So I wanted to do it a cleaner, straight shot. Um, yeah, uh, lyric. It's pretty much just uh, my love of crooners. We're talking about whispering Jack Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's really happening. And he's a, you know he's an interesting case because it's almost the crooning is a, out of necessity, and then he finds a technique out of it, and then you have this this moment with the crooners where uh, the technology is catching up to the style, or the style. It's another one of those uh, 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 chicken or the egg scenarios, but. Um, you know the the beauty of the microphone is gives the ability for the crooner to exist. You know, um, yeah. So that quiet singing style. So always love that. Always trying to uh, rope a uh, couple friends into some collaborations along that line. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But. What what about the fucking uh, using your fucking mouth? Uh, you know, uh, Joe Walsh, Rocky Mountain Way, Pete Frampton. Show you the way. Actually, I think uh, Mike Baguetta was telling me some slide guy started that. He was put the fucking pipe in his mouth and used. Nice, yeah. yeah. But yeah. about the dick, uh, the technology kind of doing the thing. That's true. Yeah, it builds from there for sure. Yeah, you got you got all your uh, vocoders and auto tune and voice boxes and everything. I like that. I tell you. Um, there's no end to it. Mr. Tom out of uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow, he told me the vocoder changed everything about the way he felt about music. He said once he got on that, he could, it was like a, the perpetual chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, think of yourself as a forever puppy, just gnawing on that fucking chew, chew toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about the four track. Four track, yeah. Seth. I just. Uh, I'm just a sucker for it. What what what, what can you tell uh, tell us about across the throat? It's kind yeah, of that one's, uh, that one's uh, it's more about uh, you know the animal industrial complex. Yeah. Um, so without getting you know without getting too ethical about it, because if you if you listen to lyrics, it's just is kind of garbled in there. Um, that's that's one where maybe the concept um, the the lyrical content came first um you had then, to flesh it out with some music flesh yeah it out. <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh i always like uh if i could play the bassoon uh i would i would i would play the bassoon but uh you know i always get stuck in in all the solo stuff with the uh, bassoon solo too i think there's like two or three on this album so have you ever been to barcelona i have not okay no. uh, mr gowdy they're still working on that fucking Sangra Familia, right? Uh, church. 
and how most of the time you see angels rocking on harps. Not there. They're rocking bassoons. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. We're at the end of the second hour, November 17, 2023. This is Watt Peter, so special guest, Rick, Rick Weaver. Hold tight for hour three. November 17, 2023, it's the third hour watch from Pete Rose Show. No time, no time could possibly arrive. A voice like a
septic For Pedro Show, starting off third hour. Fire Tools. This is a Rick Weaver remix. It's now safe to turn off, off your pewter. Post Homo Hubis Jazz with side one excerpt, courtesy of Randolph of Eugene, Graham worked on the last episode. Rusk with part one of Bamboo Shirt. And finally, Timepiece, Rick Weaver. Timepiece, interesting tune. Tell me about it. Yeah, that that was one of the early ones on the album too. Um, I, I I was prepping it for a set in San Francisco. Um, I, I probably play live about average of 0.5 times a year in the last ten years, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, but had like, I don't know, five or six gigs last year. It was, it was a windfall. Whoa. And, um, you're on tour. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, uh, I call, I called it as such, you know, tour 2022, even though everything <laughs> was disparate and months apart. Um, but did a, did a return show to San Francisco. So I was, you know, excited about it because the first one had actually gone well, which is a, a rare, rare, uh, sighting in a Rick Weaver solo career. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I got, just got distracted by things that didn't pull it off, but song came together in the studio after that. Um, yeah. And this fire tools. Yeah. Fire tools. So that's Angel Markloid. Uh, she's mastered like last probably three or four things I've been on. Um, a lot of the Coons and Weaver stuff. Um, this this stone fruit album and uh she uh does remix albums for her albums and uh asked me to do a remix um and i guess instead of a remix it's it's kind of a blend of taking her stems and uh just adding a cover version of the song and rearranging the uh the order of things a little bit some more of that chopping wood without a theory or whatever we're talking about yeah particle board just going crazy at the log (laughs) you know uh, is that her on all the stuff or does she have a full band Uh, that's her on all the stuff yeah for the most part I think there's you know uh, she's hired soloists and stuff there's some mighty mighty sax solos on some of that stuff Um, I can't think of the name or if it's a regular collaborator or not but for the most part yeah just solo work which is pretty impressive. And, and, and f- at, at an alarming rate for how uh, detailed and 
laborious it sounds, you know. <laughs> yeah, what's your uh, philosophy, if you have one, on, on, on remix? Should they sound like the original two? Uh, it, it could, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess mine, mine's kind of a gray area because it's a cover song, and I think it kind of sounds like the original tune in that sense. It really uh, retains the sort of essence without and chord structure and all without uh, deviating too far. But at the same time, um, there's certain aspects that are a little unrecognizable, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, because some people, you know, I've heard all across the board on that and what about Agave Brothers? Agave Brothers. So, yeah, Agave Brothers, uh, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here. They have a whole manifesto, the Agave Manifesto, um, which is, I think, more or less uh, plays, play really seriously and don't play serious at all. You know, um, have fun. And, and, and so, uh, I, I don't know. I'd actually have to, like, I feel like I did that very poor justice right there. And typing on it. <laughs> when but, you uh, mean having fun, it's not the weird old Yankovic kind of. Yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> I look. I, I would rec- I would recommend the manifesto look up instead of me paraphrasing because I'm gonna I'm gonna botch it real bad. But um, okay. Yeah, well, they they did this album with um they claim to be two fried laptops and it's just each of them playing MIDI tracks on on laptops maybe playing on the keyboard or on some controllers um. So I just really, for a long time, wanted to build a larger arrangement over it, um, and they they said yes. So. And that's me, May Ma. Let's listen. Me.
music for this dish agave brothers with rick weaver doing me may ma started the chunk off then we had the back to school suite a criminal in uniform the 2023 edition is this your homework exploring the av department during lunch by many mutations finally this is from you lazy magnet the thrill of your touch Lazy Magnet, enlighten us. Yeah, yeah, Lazy Magnet is a, a friend and collaborator, Jeremy Harris. Um, and he, uh, I don't know his full pro- process off the top of my head, but he had uh, built these piano compositions um, around sort of random chants on a keyboard or sequencer. Um, and then Sakiko Mori played uh, these piano in a more formal studio setting um with you know kind of translated those random things and uh so again just sort of the same route as the agave brothers seemed like it would be fun to add some bells and whistles around around the basic track the raw composition and what's uh next for you right now um actually uh coons and weaver we met up for the first time in maybe nine or 10 years in the same room together. And we got, uh, nothing done. Um, but well, we, we, we shot, we shot a promo for, uh, for, our, for our country album. We got a country album, 30 country classics. Um, so we did a sort of time life promo in the basement. Um, no music was made together, but, uh, that's already in the, in the pipeline anyway, I guess, uh, separate, 
in our separate little cubicles and him in the heartland and me here in South Texas. Um, then another solo album. Um, I don't know. I think it'll, it'll be a sequel to this one a little bit in terms of the, the approach, but maybe, maybe not. I'm trying to give it enough space in between. So it deviates enough. Um, and then what else? There's one other thing. That must be it. It's, a, simple, it's, a, simple, it's clean living over here. <laughs> okay, okay. The Coons and Weaver thing, you guys recorded all that stuff at separate locations, right? Yeah, yeah. This one is getting back to the uh, basics a little bit. So uh, Coons wrote sort of, he covered 30 country songs from the 1980s, um, rec- recorded the, the vocals and uh, sent them to me over uh, memo form on on the iPhone. So, and now it's now I just gotta build it up from there. And he's building up some aspects of it too, and kind of sharing the co arrangement on that one. So he comes back. That, they're like guide tracks, and then he comes back for the keeper vocal. No, no, that's it. Just oh, that's it. Okay, spoken word. Yeah, nice and simple. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, iPhoneian uh, quality. Yep, yep. M M four A. Yeah. I don't know M4A. what file for it. That's the file format. And oftentimes it's very confusing because his uh, home address is the file name. Um, if he doesn't rename it, so I have like I have like uh, uh, dozens of tracks that are named after his home address. Uh, and I gotta kind of figure out what country song he's he's referring to, you know. <laughs> And, and about your solo record, what kind of approach this time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, again, yeah, sort of like what we were talking about. Uh, at, at, with with the albums, the album title really comes first. So this one's called uh, Evergreen. Um, and uh, God, yeah, I got I got it mostly uh, uh, composed like same same process. Um, and I'm not I'm not much of a symbolic person superstitious or anything but i made a point to um play some of the first notes on the september 7 2023 again at the stone fruit supper club so i don't know i guess i've engaged myself in either a ritual or a routine or a a force of habit at this point but and evergreen versus deciduous yeah evergreen yeah evergreen maybe more um evergreen like uh 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 you know like perennial uh, perennial instead of a season a little like like softball yeah perennial softball topics you know yeah um none none of the hard stuff nothing topical no animal industrial complexes (laughs) well i can't wait to hear it when when do you think it might arrive uh you know uh used to think it's six months and normally it takes a year. Um, I get slower and slower with this stuff. So maybe 10 years. <laughs> well, look, the invites out as soon as you get it done and you think it's ready, please come back on the show, play it. We can talk about it like this. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you do. Please uh, Rick, keep it. on keeping on. Absolute. And also the, the thing you're doing with the, the collab with the brother Coons. Can't nice, wait, nice. can't wait. Yeah. 
Maybe that should be the title of the record, is that fucking address. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> okay. It's people, it's been the November 17th, 2023 edition of Peter Show. Keep you back.